Are we going? Are we running? We're, we're running. Okay, well, we're... Are we rolling, Jimmy? <laughs> we're rolling. Rolling. Hey, shellac and vinyl. I'm Guy. I'm Chip. Thanks for joining us today, because we're going to play a lot of new stuff. It's always stuff old. Stuff you recently acquired. It's old, but it's new to me. All right. So, what this is, is kind of going to be the, 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 the regroup of the Port Townsend Records show. Which I think was about three. regroup. Well, what's it? What uh, you know? What's the word when you reconnoiter? Reprise. Re- oh, reconnoiter. Reconnoiter. Uh, like a survey. Survey, <clears throat> but also like you know when you get done with something and you meet up to to hash it out. I can't remember that word. It's escaping. Debrief. Here. Debrief. That's what it is. This is the, the Port Townsend <laughs> Record Show debriefing. debriefing. Oh gosh. Okay. Kind so, of cloak and daggerish. Yeah, a little bit. Um, so. This is what we're doing. We're just, I picked up. Now, did you go to a record store in Port Townsend or just some of those antique stores on the waterfront there? Neither. Oh. It was an actual record show where. A record show? Where like vendors show up and they're in the Elks Hall and American Legion, I think maybe what it was. And they put out big folding tables and boxes and boxes of records and. My goodness. And then nerds like me just run around and... And, and spend hours and hours. Spend hours and hours. And well, my lovely wife it's is... It's a beautiful town. ...so tolerant that she put up with it. And we actually went up and visited overnight with a friend of ours up in Port Townsend. So that was pretty fun. Shout out to you, Kathy. Um, and so I've got a huge pile of stuff. And we are going to play... I've got more, uh, as usual, as per usual, more stuff to play than we're going to have time to play. So we're just going to dive in. We should just not waste any time. We'll get right to it. How does that sound? I'm a roller, honey.
down the cornfields of Port Townsend? Uh, maybe. I don't think there's a lot of cornfields up in Port Townsend. That was I'm long, pretty sure there's not. Long John Baldry. Uh-huh. Uh, that was the sole LP purchase of the Port Townsend excursion. So, it's one you Brought back the little ones instead, huh? I brought, a, <clears throat> brought back a big pile of 45s, only 278, so both of which will play pretty quick here, at least one of them. Long John Baldry, this is a, a, a guy from... England. I've been looking for this album for a long time. Uh, I, there's a little bit of scuttlebutt about it. It was released, and then there was a there was a 
a contractual issue about it, and then you could only get it in Canada after that, after a short time. Interesting. It, yeah, and and those the longtime listeners and you, Chip, will remember the the uh, the first Pacific Northwest show where we played the uh, the guy named Ron, Ron Davies did the from Port Orchard did uh, it ain't easy. Mm-hmm. Well, this album is named It Ain't Easy, and he does a cover of that, and it's it's really incredible, but. Burn Down the Cornfield's a great song, and it's a little bit off the beaten path, so I thought we'd play that instead. What'd you think of Long John Baldry? I enjoyed that song. Yeah, I saw Charlie Muscle. I've heard this name before. I, I don't I don't know. Well, Can't place it. Uh, he did that. It's on this album. Don't try to lay no boogie woogie on the king of a rock and roll. Right? You <laughs> there you that go. Song? Yes. Yeah, yeah. So that's on this album. We started that off with uh, Bo Diddley doing a song called Roadrunner. Uh, and then huh. then we went to a guy named Roy Head. And and I tell you, if you you and all our Tell listeners, me about Roy Head. Well, so Roy Head was this this Texas guy and he um, he he ran with some of the Texas the Texas song iconic song guys from the 60s including Doug Somm of, of Sir Douglas Quintet and a couple other guys. And um, this was like his one big hit, Roy Head. Mm. It's on, a, it's on a, a Houston 45 label called Backbeat. And if, if, you, get, if you can think of it, go to YouTube and, and type in Roy Head, treat her right, and you will be amazed by this one video of him black and white video just I mean it's amazing the way he dances he looks like James Brown except he's a white guy <laughs> it's amazing I mean seriously it's it's anybody who is listening really should check that out uh, we followed Roy Head with a, a band that I'd never heard of called The Balloon Farm and uh, <laughs> they did that that kind of how like, does one come up with that name I don't know but they, The Balloon well, Farm but it, it, it had that Kind of that psychedelic. It did. Garage. Very sixties ish. Little sitar in there, I think. It yeah. was called a question of temperature. I, I think this was also like their one hit, and then they disappeared forever. But it was a cool song. Floated off. Yeah. Um, for those of you who are listening from, and these are all Port Towns and acquisitions. Yes, they are. Because this whole show is is the, Port Towns and acquisitions. The Port Towns and record right. show show. That's, that's the name of the, the, the episode, is the Port Townsend Record Show Show. The Port Townsend Record Show Show. <laughs> Those of you who show are show. not from the Puget Sound, Seattle area, uh, should know that Port Townsend is this quaint little picturesque town up on, uh, basically where the Straits of Juan de Fuca uh, intersect with the Puget Sound, and, and it's on the Olympic Peninsula side of the... Of, the Puget Sound area, and it at one time was supposed to be a the, the biggest city in Seattle. I mean, that's what the people, the founding people thought of it in the 1800s, and it's got a lot of these old brick buildings. It's just a wonderful little town. It really is. Very nice. But it didn't really turn into the Olympic Peninsula Seattle. No, folks kind of wanted to come a little bit farther into the yeah. sound where yeah. the water was calmer. A little bit. That's Ooh. some pretty big water there. While we were there, it was chilly and windy, and but it was a, a beautiful day. It was just a great, a great time. 
just get away. I'm trying to think to myself. I can't really think of the map in my head, but I'm thinking: is it is it shorter to uh, Victoria, Canada, than it is Whidbey Island? From where? Port Townsend? No, you take a little ferry to get to Whidbey Island. It's a thirty minute. It's the Keystone ferry. You take a thirty minute ferry to get there. But isn't the the Port Townsend to Victoria a pretty short little ferry too? There's a Port Townsend to Victoria Ferry. Hmm. There's a Port Angeles to Victoria Ferry, but not a Port Townsend, which is Port Townsend's close to Port Angeles, but it's a different city. It is a different city <laughs> with a different name. Yeah. <laughs> right, 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 right. No, it's 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 pretty close to Whidbey Island. Though you take that like that Keystone to right Port Townsend to Keystone, and then you'd have to take the the Whidbey the Coopville to to Muckleteo Ferry to get back down to Seattle. It'd be a lot of ferry riding if you went that way. We, a little we, bit of the Black Ball Line. We, we, we did the Bainbridge, the Bainbridge Island Ferry to get there and back. Anyway, let's let's move on. Let's go back to the music. We did, yeah. Who's one? Well, but remember, they come for the music and they stay for the talk. Let's let's play one. <laughs> but of not the, chips. <laughs> strange geography. <laughs> <clears throat> let's play one of the two seventy eights that I picked up there, and this was actually an old one. This is a uh, from the twenties. It it's a countryish kind of hillbillyish uh, performer named Blind Andy. Ready? This let's is do our it. shellac portion. Part of it. Part of it. All yeah, right. Fifty percent of the shellac portion. Fifty <laughs> percent. Thank you. 
Lincoln Without this awful gloom and dread I'd give the world if I'd never follow Short dresses and the shingle head Oh, tell my brother, tell my sister And tell my story far and wide Don't let them follow in my footsteps For Nessie said and then she
was I'm Blue by the Sweet Inspirations. That song was written by Ike Turner. Now, we have never played, I know this, we have never played on this show anything by Ike and Tina. I know that early on we played a 78 by a woman singer who was being backed by Ike's band, who was on a modern 78. I don't remember the name of the singer, but I remember the name of the label, Modern. And... Uh, He's come up before, though. Well, yeah, because we talked about like maybe Rocket. little did little Eva maybe sing with him or something. No, he <clears throat> he is his band. We had this whole little dialogue about the very first rock and roll record one time. Oh, that's right, Rocket eighty eight. That's right. You, you denied that, that this could have been the first rock and roll record. Then during the next song, you got on Wikipedia and ah, maybe <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So that that was written by Ike and. We started that group off um, with the '78, one of the 50% of the two, 50% of the two '78s that I got. Uh, Blind Andy doing short dresses and bobbed hair on OK. It's an old one. Nearly a hundred years old. I'm thinking. Yeah. We're we're approaching that where the 20s are a century ago. I know. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. yeah it's just nutty. I mean, well, you know. Okay, I don't feel 60, but I'm 60, and. It doesn't seem that long ago to me that the 70s were a thing. <laughs> but it was 50 years ago, for God's sakes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, man. I was, uh, uh, Amanda and I went to a game night uh, this past week, and one of the questions was, when did Sesame Street debut? 72? Uh, it was 1969. Oh. I got it wrong. I had guessed 70, but... Yeah, I didn't uh, really do much Sesame Street when oh I was Oh, man, I, I, I absolutely remember being sat down by my teacher and the whole class, we're going to watch this hmm. new phenomenon, the very first show. Hmm. But I guess uh, I had the year wrong. But yeah, we're old, man. Man, it doesn't... We're vintage. It doesn't seem like it. That's why we play the shellac. And the shellac. Because <laughs> they're still doing vinyl, not as much, but they are doing vinyl. Okay, well, should we just... Well, hold it. Did you cover everybody? No, no. no I'm, I'm moving on. Slim Harpo. Slim Harpo. Did that, that uh, kind of that cool bluesy thing. Yeah. Uh, baby, scratch my back. Yeah. That is actually, I've heard that song as a bumper. Not not like the whole thing, but just part of it on a, on a local blues show that plays on what used to be KPLU, KKN... X now, I think. I don't know. Yes. Yeah. Actually, I think that's right. Yeah. Connects. Yeah. Uh, but I like that song. Um, I think it's pretty cool. And then we 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 moved on to Dale Hawkins, who did. Uh, you remember? You probably know Susie Q. That was his big hit from the fifties. Well, this was another song he did called La Do Dodo or Da Da Do Dada La Do Dada. Yeah, I mean, right. there's not a lot to the lyrics, but <laughs> nice. Police kind of ripped that off, didn't they? Maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, okay. So, along with that line about how the whole concept about how things pass so quickly, you know, we're already eight songs into this. Yeah. And I've got this pile. Doesn't seem like it's gone down at all. We ought to probably get back to it. What do you think? I think that's a grand idea. Let me see. What am I going to play? Uh, oh, okay. We'll start off with the. The Uniques by doing a their version of Fast Way of Living. 
is it unique? It's unique. Uh, what's interesting, and I'll tell you about it when we do the rundown. There's a, something interesting about the unique. Oh, foreshadow. Yeah, a little bit. Here we All go. Alrighty. Yeah. Let's have some music.
listen to the band.
That was special needle sound at the end there. <laughs> right, because because it had a skip in it, and I put a little coin on it so we could redo it, and you're going to edit out that first this is, version. This is a high-tech, <laughs> high-tech show here. Yeah, it's T-Rex doing hot love. T-Rex. Gone too, know, another one gone too soon. He, what a, he's a total icon, yeah. but, I mean, I never see anything about him. I mean... Well, like, like, did you know he must have come to the U.S. and toured, and but I, I never see anything about him. Well, he died in like '72 or three. Yeah, yeah but well, you, well know, you wouldn't read a lot of news about. I mean, him now. Jimi Hendrix died in '69. Yeah, he, he was. It's pretty good. Yeah. I got another one, another album. I got a while ago. I was kind of on a T Rex kick. I got the album that Bang a Gong is on. That's a great album. We should play a cut from that sometime. Yeah. Yeah, that's a great album. I like T-Rex a lot. Yeah, me too. That was a good one. He died in a car wreck. So it was, thank God it wasn't a drug overdose. Yeah. Well, it could yeah. happen to anybody. Yeah, anyway. <clears throat> Hot Love. Hot Love by T-Rex. We started that, and I said there was a little bit of a... With the Uniques. Uniques. Now, you've heard this country singer named Joe Stampley. I have. Before, before Joe Stampley was Joe Stampley, he was... He was unique? He was in the Uniques. He okay. was the leader of them, and... and the difference between what sounded kind of like a fuzz R&B garage band and his later stuff is pretty phenomenal. That's a pretty cool song. Yeah. That 45. That was, um, that was early 60s, probably. You, do you know who we played Listen to the Band? Do you know who that was? It, it sounded very 70s, um, but no, I, I don't know who that it was. It was the Monkees. No. Yeah, it was the monkeys. Michael Nesmith. And it was after it was like after we just they, lost a monkey recently, didn't we? Peter Peter, Peter Tork. Tork. And and interesting about this this song because uh this was after they'd hit the peak and kind of were on the, the, the slow slide down, you know. You know, Pleasant Valley Sunday was in the, the rear view mirror and but this is a great song. Michael Nesmith got felt constrained by the whole monkey organization. He was like this uh, kind of an alternative country guy. That was his song. And what's interesting about it is the album that came out on, Peter Tork did not play on that album. He was not part of the Monkees at that time. Hmm. So it was kind of a fluid, he came and he went, and then and then Michael Nesmith came and went, and eventually he left for good. And then, you know, in the, I think it was like the 80s, they kind of made a comeback with the, the three, Davey and... Uh, Mickey and and Peter they they yep. they did their thing, and I kind of got into the monkeys again. I I always kind of liked the monkeys. I mean, in the in the they had some good. I, I, I hated the show. I thought the show was just stupid. But their I just music couldn't. was good. The, some of the music was really good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Some of it was eh, yeah poppy. But, but um, but I just hated that show. I thought it was so stupid. It was just frivolous. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know though. Maybe if you were back in the, I mean, I only saw it on reruns, of course. It was in the 60s. So maybe, maybe, maybe back in the day, if you were on the mind-altering things that everyone was taking back then, well, <laughs> maybe it came on. out a better show. Well, but no, I mean, I don't think it was targeting those people. It was targeting people like me, who in 1967 was nine years old. You know, that was probably who it was targeted to. I guess it was silly. I mean, have you? I mean, I was showing. Uh, this is about a year ago now, but I was showing my kids H.R. Puffin stuff. And that, yeah. that is some really wacky stuff if you look at it again. You, you remember the, um, <laughs> the banana splits? Yeah. 
Yeah, that was another one like crazy weird. Yeah. yeah the Lancelot I, Link Private Chimp. I have I have the forty <laughs> I have the forty five of the theme song. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> sometime. 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 Yeah. All right, we'll do it. Okay, so the then the next song after that was the other fifty percent of the seventy eight acquisitions. Now, you might have thought that was a little bit sleepy, but it was Charlie Parker, you know, the, the king of the alto sax, as far as I'm concerned. The guy is just a, a god. And bird, right? Bird. Bird. Yeah. And here's a here's a book. Bird right here. Ah. Yeah, bird. I, I at a time, I you know, as you know, I played sax and continue to play once in a while now, but just only for recreation. This guy was kind of like, for a while, everything to me. And... Um, that was a 78 that I hadn't previously acquired, and so I acquired it. For and it was fine. And it was yeah, well, fine, more than fine. It yeah. was, I mean, he was doing his gig, even though there were strings, it was doing his thing. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. And then we ended up with uh, T-Rex. T-Rex. So that takes us to song number 12, and I'm always a little bit fearful at this point, because that means that there's like four more songs, though they got to be good. But even this isn't my probably wouldn't be in my selection of what four songs left to play out of this great big pile that I've got that I'd love to play. But I did mention earlier that we had never played an Ike and Dina Turner song. It didn't, didn't we play one when you mentioned it? <laughs> no, we played the sweet, sweet inspirations that Ike wrote. Oh, that Ike wrote. Yes. Yes. But okay. we've never played an Ike and Tina Turner song. Let's fix that now. All right. <laughs> Ready?
All right. That was song number 16 of our uh, little bit of... Port Townsend Record Show Show. Yeah. I mean, God, it's like the time goes so fast, and I've got so many cool, more, so many more cool songs to, to play, but, you know, it's just not going to happen. We'll just have to slip them in in other shows. Yeah. You know, we can probably do this show forever, basically. Really? The Port Townsend Record Show Show? No. The the shellac and vinyl <laughs> podcast, you know, I mean, I, there's... It's true. I mean, I mean, just looking around this room, we're not getting through all the records. And this is not <clears throat> even the cool stuff. Because <laughs> the, the cool stuff doesn't get in this room. No, the cool stuff is downstairs where you found me when you arrived at my house later, earlier this evening, and uh, you said, I'm here. And I said, you're seven minutes early. <laughs> I had to check my levels, man. <laughs> so... Okay. All right. So we start. Well, it's time for our Sayonara songs. But before we do that, let's who did we just listen to besides Ike and Tina Turner? Well, we started with Ike and Tina Turner. Oh. What song was that? That was uh, uh, I Don't Need, is the name of that song. And it was written by none other than Ike Turner. But no, now we can no longer say we've never played an Ike and Tina Turner song. On nope. Our there show. goes that line. Boom. Uh, that was good, though. I liked it. It was a. It's an older one. It was on Modern, so that was before they'd kind of hit, kind of the you know the the mass market thing. They were still kind of the, a niche at that point, you know the the race record type of thing. We've so I don't have before. much of a memory of Ike and Tina Turner. River High, Mountain, um, Mountain River Low, Mountain High. That was that. But is it kind of like the Sly and Family Stone kind of era too? Early, no, early seventies. That well, that their popularity was yes, but they'd been around for a long time. Oh yeah, no, I, yeah, I, I understand yeah. that. Their their, their 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 high point of their popularity, I think you have to say it was Proud Mary, right? I mean, right. So that came out after Credence, and that was what sixty nine seventy. Uh, well, I think Credence released it in sixty nine seventy right around there. Right. So, so then it was probably within a year of when Credence did it that they did their version and they got really huge. And then they had a couple big, huge albums like River, something River Low, Mountain High, whatever the you know. Actually, I think I think Credence released it in sixty eight. I want to say, but anyway. Okay. Um, anyway. So okay. Well, we started off with Ike and Tina. Then we went to the Yardbirds. The Jeff Beck version. No, Jimmy Page was not part of that. Keith Ralph was singing, and that was um, over, under, sideways, down. That's a picture sleeve. A picture sleeve. Now, what that means is that's an old 45 that actually has the sleeve as a picture of the band. And that was kind of a... And that's how we could tell Jimmy Page was not in it yet. <laughs> right. Well, and we looked at the authors of the song because it was a group effort, and Jimmy Page is not listed. Uh, we did, after that, Question Mark and the Mysterians, doing a, oh. a rewrite of 96 Tears. <laughs> Can't get enough of you, baby. Yeah. <clears throat> you ever heard of this? Did you have any clue who that was, uh, that blues song that we just uh, finished up with? Uh, well, I, I think I saw on, oh. on the sleeve. Oh, Jerry McCain. But Jerry, the, Jerry Mc, yeah, Jerry McCain. The Scottish last name threw me. <laughs> The, what? Where's the Scottish last name? Jerry Mc, McCain? McCain? Oh, McCain. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. All right. Well, that was a that was a 50s blues guy, and this happened to be in Norton 45, which was a reissue. And, and that was kind of a, 
a reissue company. I don't know when they did it, but it had to have been. So that was an earlier recording reissued. Yeah, and, and the 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 song, the I mean, the label says that that was a demo. So maybe it never been issued before. Hmm. They, Norton did that reissue. Maybe Jerry McCain didn't get very far. Well, you've never heard of Jerry McCain. No. You know? I hadn't either, really. But it's pretty cool. You know, that's what's great about this but he'll, show. You know, he'll be in infamy now. He's isn't, on Shellac and Vinyl. Isn't that what's great about this show? That's I mean, right. We we play stuff that you would never hear anywhere else. For real. I mean, where else are you going to hear any, any, really any of these songs that were played tonight? Oh, I think Question Mark and the Mysterians you'd probably hear. Can't get enough of you, baby. Not that version. <laughs> Who's barking? Are you hearing a barking? Of course. Oh, that's Macduff. That's my mother-in-law's yes. dog. Yeah. Okay. So I well, it's now we've we've wasted another hour. Well, with with sixteen songs and talking, we're probably at the one-hour mark, don't you think? Uh, we are over, sir. We have to play one more. Oh, we absolutely have one to more. Play one at more least to go. One more. one more to go. Yeah. One more to go. And this is not really that far off the beaten path, but it is in a way. Uh, it's I'm going to play something by The Doors, but it's not Jim Morrison's version of The Doors. It's um, Maybe he was there on the stage when this happened, but this is a Ray Manzarek singing. Interesting. And it was on... I'm not familiar with a Ray Manzarek vocal. Well, you remember after Jim Morrison died, they put out two albums. This song is... I did on, not. This song is on neither of those albums. <laughs> Okay, <laughs> but this, they they kept going after Morrison. Died. No, yes, yes, I've got two of them. I've got both albums down in the basement. I swear, I was just watching a documentary a couple weeks ago, and I don't recall them. Well, I mean, that's kind of the anyway. The, that's the popular history, right? I mean, right. The the Doors were Jim Morrison, but Jim Morrison was not the Doors. I mean, they Robbie Krieger wrote most of their big hits. Ray Manzarek was their keyboard player and Jim Poet was like the poet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the musicians were the other guys. Oh, I mean, I, I think musically it's a great band. Yeah. Uh, this this song was on Weird Scenes Inside the Gold Mine, which was one of the very I'm first... I'm familiar with okay. that. Okay, so you've probably heard this record. It's this Okay. Is, this is You Need Meat, Don't Go No Further. So Weird Scenes Inside the Gold Mine is one of the post-Morrison albums? It was a compilation. It was one of the very... Because it's got Morrison on it, doing no, it's reading one of, poetry. It's one. No, Weird Scenes Inside the Gold Mines is one of the very first compilation Doors records. Oh, okay. You know, I mean, they, they collected a lot of the stuff that was maybe... Maybe they Tape were... Tape on the floor. Deep deep cuts. No, they, <laughs> everything that was everything that was re released, except for this one song that we're going to play right now... All right. ...had been released on an album, but it was deep cuts. You know, it wasn't... Well, we've built this up awfully. It, 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 well... It's a tune to go out on, is what you're saying. Well, here's the thing. It was done by Willie Dixon. So this has got... This show has had kind of a bit of a blues mm -hmm. overview. I mean, maybe kind of a... There was kind of a thread. A lot of blues that we've been yeah, playing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, electric blues, anyway. And and this has got... This is some more blues. But it's just Ray Manzarek doing it. With Robbie Krieger and John Densmore on the... On the drums. Well, all right. Let's do it. Well, this and will do it for us. Thank you for listening. Shellac and Vinyl. Come back next time. We're always going to have a lot of interesting stuff here. So thank you and goodbye. Goodbye. One, two, three. You need me.